Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished watching Gundam Build Fighters and decided to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. I will always be wearing a spacesuit as long as I'm on a spaceship. I'm Tyler. I mean, I'll use any safety equipment that's actually like, hey, you need to wear a life jacket. You need to wear a spacesuit. I will definitely be all over wearing one of those. My name is Zach. Hell, I wear a life jacket on my day-to-day basis. In my daily life, I wear a life jacket. In Just in case. I'm wearing one right now. It's weird. He's got a faded Packers jersey on under it of a player I'm pretty sure is dead. I don't think he's dead. Today, we are watching episode 24 of Reconquista in G, Space Kaleidoscope. Sometimes G-Reco episode names of a gift that keeps on giving. Is today one of those, a space kaleidoscope, a good name? Oh, I didn't say they were good, Tyler. <laughs> he is not dead, <laughs> for the record. The, 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 I'm not going to say who, who it is, but he's not dead. It's also not Brett Favre, in case anybody's wondering that. Or Aaron Rodgers. It's not a quarterback. I don't know. Can we just get into this one? I have to edit the last one we did really quick, so should we speedrun this episode? <laughs> Let's do it. Barraro's in a pyramid. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we are watching episode 24. I, that was not a serious question, but now it's happening. Space Kaleidoscope. You can watch it if you know how. We start on the full moon ship. With a bunch of random mobile suits and also the Bifron. And the Space Gronodon. And a pyramid. A, yeah, a big red pyramid. <laughs> and Barra's like, if we can deploy the big red pyramid, we can make short work, short work of Amarius forces. But we only send one of us for some reason. We're only able to do this thanks to Manny. Thanks, Manny. Get real close so I can whisper something in your ear. And she, Manny's like, hey, thanks. And she's like, I fucked your boyfriend. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Manny's like, that was weirdly aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite Barara bit. How aggressive <laughs> she is there. And how just blatant. Anyway, they talk, start talking about Kali, the uh, heart of the Kantala people. And how they named Mask's cool new mobile suit the full moonship built after it. And Rosenthal's like, yeah, I've just been building Gundam models, life-sized ones, ever since we left Venus Globe. We just threw all of the parts onto the ship so that those megafauna people wouldn't steal them. <laughs> and I just have to keep building them. Remember how you stole the G-Rack and the G-Lucifer and whatever the fuck Kerbs is piloting? And Man is like, hey, isn't it really okay to just destroy the Bifrod? And Masky's like, yeah, it sucks. And also we're out of name pilots. Okay, can, can we go back a second? <laughs> this is a dangerous proposition, but I can try. Okay, I wasn't fucking imagining it. So in the background of this shot is the other guy, the the two other guys from Toasanga. Yeah, yep. who are about to be on the Salamandra. Yes. Well, they're leaving, you see. <laughs> I was just like, like where the, the Salamandra? <laughs> well, it's like, where the fuck? What, how did you two get here? And why are you here? Uh, to sell the American army some cool mobile suits. This is not the American army. Yeah, well... <laughs> They, they were built, they built them up here, and then they'll take them down there. <laughs> it's before Christmas when we're recording this. Oh, man, like, I, I think somebody just fucked up on that one. No, I think it's on purpose. I just think it is a logistical problem. Also, man, he's like, hey, does wearing a mask help you murder people, Captain Mask? And he's like, no, my girlfriend helps me murder people. And Thank guess you. what? You're my girlfriend. <laughs> And she's like, okay, then, like, could you do me a favor? <laughs> when you vanished, I was a lot worse at murdering people. That's why I, all my all my murders were suddenly off screen. I didn't get any credit for them. They weren't accounted for on the wiki. 
And so she's like, hey, can you do me a favor then? And he's like, yeah, babe, whatever. She's like, be friends with Belry. It's like, no, he's a dick. <laughs> he's, he's guaranteed to be the operations director because of his mother's influence. Apparently, I always hated this. Even though I was apparently his friend before. I really like this motivation for Mask. Like most of G-Rack, it would have been great if this had ever come up before. But I really like that he's just like against inheritance and class stuff. And he's like, I don't get to inherit anything because I am a poor person who is rations. But he's going to inherit being a dictator. And I is like, no, no, he won't be a dictator. You got it all wrong. She's not even his real mom. He's actually a space prince, and Ida is his space princess sister. He's not going to get with Ida, so he's not going to rule two different nations. And Mask is like, that's worse, actually. (laughs) His parents gave him a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) They're even more inclined towards positions of power, which honestly would make a little bit of sense if, like, Colonel Kampa told him that. Yeah. But he is Colonel Kampa is always whispering in people's ears, be like, ah. <laughs> he is very aggressive about this idea, though. Uh, meanwhile, Barara goes out with Stephen Barry to ch- test the Death Pyramid, <laughs> aka the Yggdrasil. They have, I guess, programmed the Bifrin to do random stuff. It doesn't matter, though. It is destroyed. And Mass comes out in his new mobile suit. He's like, good job, Barara. The Bifron biffed it. So anyway, then Mask goes to try to contact Link Barara and gets into an overly long family guy joke of Barara just dodging him. And she's like, I'm not being passive aggressive because of your new girlfriend. I'm just testing the maneuverability of the death pyramid. I bet you didn't think it can move this fast since it's a fucking pyramid. Uh, it's like Mask is going for a high five and she's like, too slow, too slow. It, it lasts just slightly too long. I, I thought it was, I laughed out loud at this though, so. <laughs> I did too, but it does last slightly too long because like after like the second one, I started laughing and then he just kept going and I'm like, hey. Just like Family Guy jokes. Yeah. And they're like, all right, time for us to go death pyramid some stuff. <laughs> I do like that they have to aim the base of the pyramid away from where they're going. <laughs> But for some strange reason, they're not taking any escorts. They're just like, we're going to send the Death Pyramid. Goodbye, Barara. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's a boss fight, Zach. It's not allowed to have minions. It, it's a 500-point army all by itself. <laughs> it's a titan. Yeah. Speaking of titans, we cut to the Kobayashi Maru, where they are surrendering the Pope to the Megafauna. Uh, I guess the Megafauna is surrendering the Pope to... They're putting him on a launch. Yeah. To, like, to go, take down to, like, to the, the capital. S- I think he's going down to the second nut. I like how he's just chatting with Naredo. He's like, so how is President Lagoo? And she's like, I don't know. He was a weird dude. Kind of obsessed with fashion. Also, he's 200. And he's like, anyway, when did the Amerian fleet leave? And Ida's like, oh, they went to go have armistice talks with the direct fleet. And Bellary's like, man, are we actually going to have an armistice? And the probe's like, I don't know. seems like they have all the leverage now that they have the Kobayashi Maru. So it's possible. Although Ida's like... Well, I'm not really sure people care about the Kobayashi Maru anymore. President Lagoo, cool, cool 200-year-old guy, thought that humans wouldn't care about taboos anymore. And the Pope is like, anyway, your real parents who I know about were worried that people would forget why the SU courtism taboos were originally made taboos. And I was like, how did you know that? He's like, I don't know. The script said I did. Doesn't really make any sense. I simply heard rumors around Saint Porto. The place where no one is, so I don't know who I heard these rumors from. Hey, hey. We do know there are people there. He heard the rumors from the dude renting out say the shanks. Person? Yeah, Cooper Reseda just st- stopped and chatted with him for a while while renting a shanks. <laughs> so anyway, I sent these two kids to Earth. 
and they started blasting, which was my plan all along. You know, this was so like happy and everybody's like smiling as they're sending him off. I was like, the Pope's going to die. Is the Pope going to die? Someone's going to see that launch and be like, oh, going to fuck that up. Clem Nick and his sidekick Mick Jack are like, hey. Let's go follow it. And then they bump into the guys who were just on the full moon ship <laughs> from Toa Sango who are like, hey, Clem Nick and Mick Jack, you want to buy some drug? I mean, mobile suits. <laughs> and then he opens up a trench coat, which was actually a giant mobile armor around a mobile suit. And apparently, I guess they had another one called the Trinity. I don't know where it came from. They said they were going to take two before. I believe we did see they didn't focus on it, but I believe we saw this in the hangar previously. I do like uh, Mick Jack is like, it's got so many cumbersome arms. I'm excited to pilot it. I'm like, that, those two things do not go together. Like, ah, it, it's like, it's, oh, it's so ugly. It's why I want one. It's ugly cute. So Ida shows up and Clem Nick's like, ah, oh, hey, Ida, I'm in a great mood. I'm even happy to see you. And Bellary's like, hey, long time no see since this isn't a movie continuity. Cool new mobile suits. And Clem Nick's like, yeah, our mobile suits got fucked up. So thanks for bringing us these somehow. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry that I went to Venus and you guys had to do all the fighting. But hey, look, I brought you some. <laughs> we brought you mobile suits. And, and a big ship. And Clem, Nick, and Mick Jack are like, well, you brought us cool weapons shit, so I'm good. And Mallory's like, man, I just succeeded at a diplomacy check with Clem, Nick, and Mick Jack. She's amazing. <laughs> Mick Jack didn't even make an inappropriate uh, joke about her sucking on her mom's breasts. <laughs> Cut to the direct feet being like, man, these peace agreements suck. And I don't really understand why they think they suck, especially since they apparently get to settle on Earth about it. Yeah, but in the cap, the Amerian army is like, you can have the capital territory. You have to take <laughs> it, but it's yours. Yeah, th this this is a Palestine situation, not to get too uh, into real <laughs> politics right now. And Master's like, hey, we should kill the guy who killed Rock Pie and then sue for peace. <laughs> And Durant's like, oh my god, I am tired of hearing about your young, hot, dead boyfriend. I'm tired of hearing about your dead himbo. I'm just imagining her keeping him in like a cage like a gerbil. <laughs> he ate too much lettuce. She doesn't seem into pet play. <laughs> so Clem Nick storms onto General Gushin's office and is like, hey, why are we suing for peace when we have the upper hand? And Gushin is like, we're not suing for peace. I'm suing to use them as meat shields. That's, I think, why they're, they don't think it's a uh, peace treaty is because of... Half the plan is we're in a pincer attack. And specifically, we're the anvil. And also, we can make them fight the capital for us on Earth when we're done. Win, win, win. Anyway, get out of here, genius man. Figure out the rest of <laughs> the rest on your own, boy. Uh, meanwhile, the Pope arrives at a military base. It is like, why is this not also a military base? And Gilbert Rossini is like, oh, I'm sorry. I just have an aura of anywhere I go becomes a military base. <laughs> I thought it would be a useful logistic ability. The Yeah, the, they are on the second nut, which has been turned into a military base. I do like uh, Bowery's mom is like, man, that must have been really hard for you to be under a siege Pope. And he's like, oh, I just kind of sat in the same chair the entire time. It wasn't like I saw a big battle of, like, Bellary being chased around by mask or anything like that. I bet the me in an alternate universe that saw that would be a little freaked out, though. <laughs> cut we to cut Jugen. to Jugen, who is also having spacesuit troubles. And Colonel's like, why are you going out yourself? And he's like, to observe the battle so I can give orders. You know how radio doesn't really work good in this setting? And, you know, radar also has trouble, so I kind of need to get a look at it since I'm in charge. And Colonel Reseda is like, ah, these Earthnoids, they suck so bad and love war. Ugh. Wasn't that his entire plan was to get them to love war to make humanity stronger? 
Wasn't that his plan? I was, he's like, oh, I, I didn't expect it to be so easy, though. I've lost so much faith in humanity. I thought I would have to do a lot more shifty stuff, not just like awkwardly walk out of the church at the appropriate <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, so there's going to be another three-way because the um, capital army here is going to where the direct fleet and a Marian army are meeting up. And like, still no word from Captain Mask in the full moon ship. And Jugan's like, oh, this water sucks. What? There are a lot of water bottle related mishaps in G Reco. <laughs> there are. Water, the other minor, minor menace. <laughs> well, it's because they're always like in storage for extended periods, and then some random guy picks it up, like, oh, this is going to be great. And it's like, it's sir, that water's been literally sitting there for like two weeks. Uh, so then we get an eye catch to grab some water. Like Jugan, this is your reminder to hydrate. Hi, welcome to episode 24 of Gundam Reckon Gisa and G. Uh, the one in which there's a Barara. I've already used Bararage as a joke before, so I guess... I don't know. Maybe the pyramid is a fitting place for her as a tomb. You know, rabbits. Royal rabbits. Anyway, you know the deal. This is a spot where I tell you about our Patreon.com slash LastPodcast, where for $5 a month you can get access to all of our episodes early in addition to some bonus content. Uh, the most recent thing that went up is actually just me and Jeremy talking about One Piece and Zach interjects. Um, it was cut from the episode that goes up next week. We, we actually do that fairly frequently. We go on, like, side tangents, and, uh, we cut the stuff that's not wildly relevant to the discussion. Uh, so if that sounds like your jam, or if you want to get in on any of our other miscellaneous bonus topics, uh, you can do that over there. Uh, we actually just recorded our end-of-year wrap-up, so if you want to know what we thought about various pieces of nerd media for the year, uh, that episode will be going up eventually. Um, we normally try to do it by the end of the year, but scheduling was kind of crazy, so we ended up doing it, like, last week. Uh, anyway, hey, thanks all so much for listening. Let's go put a pyramid in space. We got back to the mega fauna, and there were just so many mobile suits on its deck. <laughs> it's insane. Such an eclectic mix. How do they store? They wouldn't all fit in the hangar. That's why they're all on the top. <laughs> they have a rear hangar and a fro and a forward hangar. So presumably, the hangar on the mega fauna runs all the way across, all the way through the ship. It's more amazing, like that the uh, assault pack still fits on the mega fauna. So Hoppa's like, hey, Ida, we put some, like, funnily things on your mobile suit. Test them. They're not really funnels. They're just funnily things. They just kind of fan out behind you. And, hey, Bellary, take the assault pack. And Bellary's like, no, I don't want to accidentally kill anyone from long range. And Ida's like, hey, I forgive you for killing my boyfriend. Take the assault pack. And everyone else is like, Bellary, take the goddamn assault pack. We need sniper fire. We don't want to die because you have principles. I mean, Curbs does point out the fact that, like, hey, dude, it's got a lot of guns. Just fire to keep their heads down. He's like, yeah, but my perfect backpack already has assault mode. Do I need double assault mode? Double assault mode sounds pretty cool. You guys are right. Anyway, I'm going to go have a threesome, and Ida's going to watch, and then we'll be back. <laughs> and Ida's like, he sure seems happy about this threesome. <laughs> the four of them go everywhere now with this big dopey <laughs> smile on their face, which I kind of like, but Ida does seem like a fourth wheel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, they go to look at the tactical map and like, huh, those ships are moving really weird for peace stocks. Maybe we should go enforce the peace. <laughs> Cut to the direct fleet who are like, hey, uh, they've spread Manovsky particles. Contact them. They mu this must be a trap. And if we start bombardment now, we'll shoot down our own mobile suits. And then pe people are like, wait a minute. They're also confused and acting like we're doing a trap. So this must be a third party trying to make us fight. 
Yet another trap. This seems like a genius Klim maneuver. And Inspector General Gujan arrives on the uh, bridge of the Rattle Python carrying his spacesuit. This will not come up later. <laughs> genius Klim Nick is the worst at eating a snack um, in space. I, I, I call that uh, snapping into a space gym. <laughs> there are crumbs all over his cockpit, just floating there. As he's like, ah, oh, we better wait and see what sort of trap this is. It's probably not some sort of death pyramid, though, so we'll be fine. Cut to a death pyramid. <laughs> Just kind of spinning. <laughs> and Bra's like, I have a tender beam. It's ironic because I'm not tender. Prepare. Tender beam. Uh, so then anyway, they fire the fucking Norse Tree of Life Yggdrasil at this fleet. <laughs> Barara's like, ah, if I killed all this fleet, Mask will at least cheat on his girlfriend with me. And then she fires a fucking tree. A beam tree. <laughs> I kind of like the, the... The Yggdrasil's beam makes no sense, but I do kind of like it as a fleet-destroying weapon. She also has beam shields. They're kind of kaleidoscopy. Anyway, the beam tree fucks up the Durette fleet real bad. It starts just, like, waving the through fleet. mobile suits. It fucks up the Durette fleet way worse. And everything starts like, shooting at it. I like how everybody's like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And then it gets to the one, like, captain who's just like, shoot it! I do like how it turns into, like, just a tree in space for a second. And Mick Jack's like, that's kind of extra. <laughs> that weapon came from the moon. Says, <laughs> oh, the full moon ship, that is. Cut to the full moon ship where they're like, oh, man, Barara's pretty good at shooting trees. <laughs> Mask is like, yeah, that's the woman I cheated on my girlfriend with, all right. And she's going to get herself killed because she's jealous. And not because none of us are supporting her. Yeah, we're all just kind of hanging out over here. Except for Manny, because Manny is apparently no longer allowed to go in the G-Rack. It's just through this episode, I can confirm. He's like, look, if I'm going to kill off one of my girls, the other one needs to be safe and sound. Just in case. <laughs> it's actually, he's only, their, their safety has to, like, he's got one safety budget for the two of them, and he put it all into Manny, so he's not <laughs> allowed to send an escort or any help for Marara. Anyway, Flaminia's like, the full moon ship is just a transport ship with deadly homing lasers. Just a transport ship. I call bullshit. It doesn't have a tree gun. That's fair. Anyway, the tree gun starts malfunctioning. It's not really relevant. I don't understand why this it's, is- a It's very Evangelion, though. The beam has inverted. Uh, but anyway, it starts screwing up the Amerian fleet now. And General Durat is like, okay, um, I guess we are fucked, man. We can't even see him. And Bellary's like, I'm going to shoot it with the assault pack, I guess. Don't get in front of me, team. <laughs> and to which we get a cutaway from literally everyone being like, okay. <laughs> These two guys we have never seen before in the GIT mass or in the Venus Globe mass production suits that are the not polygons. the polygons. Oh, no, not the polygons. The one Turbs has. The Zaraki or something. It's something <laughs> like that. Anyway, Barara gets sent to the negative zone. <laughs> and she's, she summons a tree in attack mode from the Shadow Realm. And Master is like, hey, it's time to GTFO. We have no idea what's going on. And Rock Pie is telling me to run because I'm a new type now. I do like the captain being like, you're going on about him now? Look, he's better dead than you ever were. <laughs> the assault pack fires everything at the Yggdrasil, which starts to break through its defenses, and they can't fire the tender beam at it. And she's like, I guess full focus on defense. And Valerie's like, sis, those weird funnel things you have can like shoot a bunch of beams and that'll deflect the beams. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm the tank. I got it. <laughs> but then Mariah's like, I can do it. I'll fire first. We figured out how to point the butt lasers forward. <laughs> They're on like funnels. Who knew? 
So anyway, they oscillation discharge, which means firing the funnels. One of the funnels gets taken out, I think. Yeah, I think they lose all of them. Barara um, fires the tender beam, but luckily the GRKane full dress <laughs> is blinding. <laughs> and using the power of blinding dress lasers, Ida stops the tender beam. Well, I mean, to be fair, we have seen beams be canceled out by beams before. Yeah. So cut to General Durrett, who's like, okay, everyone abandon ship, invade the Capitol Tower, then we win, I guess. It's like, okay, you just have to be illegal migrants. Just tr- do your best to get past the border and infiltrate. That is our long-term goal anyway. It's not the way I wanted to do it, but it's better than being destroyed by a tree beam. Oh, no, I'm being destroyed by a tree beam. <laughs> and then direct explode. Weirdly graphically. Yep. Like, his glass explodes first, so like one side of his glasses, and then his eye explodes, and then he does. It is a cool shot, but weirdly graphic. And Ida's dad is like, too bad about them. Should I put on my spacesuit? Nah. <laughs> Everybody else is wearing theirs. Specifically, Bowery's like, hey, Ida, go take care of your dad. That's not foreshadowing. I'll deal with this 1v1. I have assault mode. Now that I've given up, I'm out of ammo in my assault pack. And if beams won't work, I'll just stab it. I can dodge a tree. The G-Self is pretty cool. It's got pretty bullshit powers. Like Look, copy-paste shield. I have a Control-V shield. <laughs> Control-C, Control-V shield. Yeah, he shoots out a bunch of beam shields out of his shield. He has never done beam. that before, correct? This I is a new he, power? I think he did it once. I, maybe in a movie, but... I mean, what else would you describe as him causing like the G-Self ghosts? He's just control C, control Ving the G self when he does that. So now he's just control C, control Ving the shield. Yeah, anyway, the G self is maybe the most bullshit Gundam. The the mustache gives it a bit of a run for its money, but only a bit. <laughs> so anyway, the G self. I'm not sure. Have you seen what the God Gundam does? Uh, no, that's just like anime Gundam. That just goes Super Saiyan and does love Kamehameha's. Okay, fair. Anyway, Bellary Sagara goes into Sagara, stabs Barara, and Barara's like, Bellary, as if they have also been lovers before, and not just people who met in an elevator one time. <laughs> also, not like they know who's driving the G-Self. Anyway, Barara explode in her pyramid. Ida's like, hey, Dad, like, put on your spacesuit. He's like, what happened to that pyramid? It's like, it's dead, but like, who knows what could happen? It might randomly fire one stray beam that will hit one of your guys to the <laughs> face, blowing him out of the airlock and then no, sucking you out with it. That, that wasn't one of their guys. That's his spacesuit. Oh, I just assumed oh. it was a guy. It looks like it looks like a guy who gets shot through the head by a beam and then sucked no, out. The, the reason why I say it wasn't it's it's his spacesuit is because he's literally holding it and it looks empty. The spacesuit is empty. Like, it looks empty when it flies out the other side. And then her stat ship blows up. After he got sucked out <laughs> yeah, into space. For, and then you'll explode. <laughs> and I was like, what? And Bellary's like, hey, we're leaving. It's my turn to drag you away from a fight. And the G Lucifer is currently missing its dress. It's naked. And I'm like, yeah, we got to get out of here before the full moon ship gets here. And Bellary's like, yeah, you can cry about your dead dad later. I didn't kill him, so I feel way better about this than the last <laughs> time someone you cared about died. I am 0% responsible for this. And I was like, no, my dad believes in armistice. No. And Bellary's like, man, why did they bring a giant death pyramid? <laughs> Seems kind of overkill. Damn you, <laughs> mask, for your death pyramid. <laughs> that was all mask. God damn it. Oh, uh, well, to be fair, he knows Barraro is in it, so who else could be responsible? I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know, Barara seems like a loose cannon. She might have just decided to do it on her own. He met her in an elevator once. <laughs> and she seemed like a loose cannon. Specifically with Mask. 
and she is like, I'm weirdly aggressive and short. Look at my bunny ears. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. I'm aggressive like a rabbit. <laughs> I like this one. It's pretty quick. Uh, it's a more cleaning up of loose ends, like the Durrett fleet. Mashner's still out there. Yeah, Mashner hasn't bit it, but we've lost every other named character out of the Durrett fleet, I'm pretty sure. Mashner's captain might have a name. I, I think Turbo is still alive. He was in a mobile suit and flew away. We didn't see him fly away, but we also did not see him blow up. We, we saw a suit fly away that I think was supposed to be Turbo's suit. It did not blow up with the whatever the hell the name of Durrett's ship was. Did it even have a name? It did. They mentioned it, but I don't remember what it was. The, 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 the nacho cheese. <laughs> it, well, actually, no, I think uh, after they got back from the Venus Globe, it had been upgraded to the spicy nacho. <laughs> Man, this episode, was we, we went through this one real fast. I like this episode. The action scenes are pretty cool. Bellary's copy-paste shield is cool. Also, the most bullshit there may have ever been in a Gundam. <laughs> he just, he's like, if I say it, they'll believe it, right? I mean, it's not bad. It's just one of those problems I have. The, the G-Self still has... Like, they keep adding more and more random shit to it. It's a thing of, like, it never feels like it's doing something cool and tactical we know about. It just has things. And it's like, (laughs) we're even like, have we seen this thing before? Remember that time it summoned Rainbow Road? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like, as opposed to pretty much anything else. Like, I brought up the, you know, the God Gundam. And every time it does one of its random, like, superpowers, it's like, okay, we've seen him do this before. We've seen him do this before by accident. So the fact that he's doing his bullshit powers on purpose, like, okay, cool. That's the entire point of him. He went to train because well, it's a it's martial arts up, anime. Right. Yeah. But here they're just like, oh, yeah. he Bellary just has these random powers. It's like, why is it every other series that just gives their main character random powers does a better job of it? Well, I, I think it's because they're not just random powers. Like, they, they are set up and then they're used in an interesting manner. Bellary just pulls it out in the middle of an episode and then it never happens again. <laughs> it's just, it, it's deus ex machina, where the machina is the G-cell. It's like, buy all of our playsets and toys, but that's not how playsets and toys work. <laughs> Can you imagine all the random stuff they'd have to put in a G-cell pack? A with perfect a- grade G-cell? <laughs> no, see, Tyler, what you would do in that case is you release the, the G-cell stock, and then you have the G-Self Tricky Pack, the G-Self Assault Pack, and you just have all these additional add-ons. Well, like one of them just comes with a sheet of rainbow cellophane to imitate the Rainbow Road. Yes. (laughs) Do you have a high point, Tyler? I think it's actually going to be Barara's speech she gives right before she starts blasting. Um, I just like it. It's got a lot of emotional impact. It's like maybe not the coolest Barara's been, but it's one of the coolest things Barara's done. Zach? I think mine is actually right before the fight all gets started where everybody is like, you know, they've got Minovsky particles. What the fuck's going on? Get ready to shoot them because clearly they're betraying us. I think mine's going to be the tender beam. As extra as it turning into a giant tree is, it's very visually significant or distinct. And I do like the way it snakes into all of the ships at once. It feels like a big super weapon without feeling like a typical Gundam Death Star that we usually get while having a very similar effect. But it also doesn't require a trench run to destroy, and it's just as plausible when Bellary comes up and stabs it. Why is it called the Tender Beam? Uh, why is anything called anything? <laughs> There's normally some consistency. You're like, I Copy don't Copy-paste shield. <laughs> well, that one at least makes sense. The Tricky Pack. <laughs> the Tricky Pack is not tricky. The, the GRKane Full Dress. Well, it's got full dress. I'll give it that. It's an all-dressed chip. To combat the direct fleet, we will need the all-dressed chip. <laughs> Fully loaded nachos. You have a low point, Tyler. 
probably. I don't really know what it like. The obvious plot hole that they just don't bother to support Barara at all seems weird, but I'm not sure that's really my low point. Oh no, come back to me. I need a noodle on it. Zach, I think my low point has to be Ida's dad's death because it's like it really is fuck this dude in particular because it's like okay he's not wearing a spacesuit okay fine you know he's gonna get there's gonna be a hull breach and he's gonna get killed that way and then it happens and I'm like okay and then his ship blows up and I'm like geez did you just hate this dude like did you have to do both is he gonna come back because he's he was ejected before he blew up like what the fuck I'm going to go with, how did the two dudes whose name we refused to learn get from the full moon ship to the Amerian <laughs> army? Oh, uh, yeah. That, is oh, there that... a webisode that we don't have access to that's their adventure? Their <laughs> Rosencrantz and Gilderstein are dead adventure to get the mobile suits to Clem, Nick, and Nick oh, Jack? That was mine. Like, thinking about it, that would have been mine, but I totally forgot about it because it's so dumb. I just spaced it. Uh, it's not dumb, it's just missing the connective tissue. There could have been something there. I really it, like... Well, I mean, the thing is, why were why would they have been there? I, they got around there all. in the first place? They were with the GIT Corps last we saw them. No, they weren't. Back over on uh, Toas... Not Toasanga. The Venus, Venus Globe. Globe? Yeah. Yeah, they were still with the Megafauna. They were loading up the the, Dahar, the the Dharma and the Dahak. Those like those mobile suits were being picked up by the Megafauna. Really? I don't remember That's where the Megafauna they were. being there. I remember them being like, Oh, if we sell these to the American army. It, they, I mean, it wasn't Profit? on the megaphone, but it was like the Crescent ship. Like, that's what they were doing. They were working with guys on Venus Globe. They weren't on the full moon ship. Um, I would actually really love a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead interpretation to them where they're just in places and people are talking around them. And the story doesn't change at all because that's how useless they are. I mean, I want that for Isaac and Diarca, but <laughs> Isaac and Diarca are alive is an anime I would watch. <laughs> So what did you end up deciding your low point was, Tyler? I don't know that I did. I still think I'm going to give it to Mask deciding randomly to send B- uh, Barara out on a suicide mission, I guess. Look, he's got his girlfriend's back. He's got to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> he, he is not into the... Uh... He's not part of the happy polycule? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the way Be- the way Bellary is. Look, with Barara, do you think that would end well? <laughs> he's got a point. Rabbits, famously jealous. <laughs> You have an MVP, Tyler. I do think it is actually Barara for me this episode. Um, I I think Commander Colonel General Durrett actually has a couple good moments in this, but no I like the way he goes out a lot. Both like visual of how like gruesome that explosion is, and he's like, "Hey, look, let's change to a mass migratory policy. We've gone from invasion to mass migration. <laughs> it's a downgrade, but maybe we'll get what we want." I kind of like that. It makes him feel like he does have like like he is in it for the principles, right? Like he's yeah. thinking find out at the end. But no, I do like Barara. Barara has a lot of good speeches in this, um, and she gets to pilot a cool death pyramid. So, Zach, I think I agree with Tyler. I think I got to give it to Barara. Yeah, I'll, I will make that unanimous. Like, I really love her like super tense moment with Manny at the start too. Yeah, yeah, it is good really scene. good. She gets a couple of good character moments. She gets her giant death pyramid. I was gonna say it's time to put the million death pyramid on the mobile suit list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I later like the Yig herself. Uh, not as good as the Destroy Gundam, which is, I think, where we will start, but I think it is like closer to that than a lot of stuff, especially if we're only getting one episode of appearance. My, my problem is, it is just a pyramid. There's not, <laughs> like, the, the uh, Tender Beam is really cool, and I guess that puts it up above some things, but... I mean, I think I agree, like, it's worse than the Destroy Gundam, and it's just a pyramid, so I'm like, I don't think it's that cool. I like it more than the Regnant. 
I think I prefer the Regnant, because at least the Regnant has some design idea, and it's not a fucking pyramid. It can hug things to death. <laughs> it can indeed. Is, is the Regnant the self-destruct one? No, it's the one that uh, Luis has at the end of oh, Gundam okay. No, I do actually think I prefer the Regnant. The Tender Beam almost puts it above, or almost puts the Yggdrasil Soul above, but... I guess I'm in the minority that I don't really care for the Tender Beam. I think it's pretty cool. It's dumb. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. It is just that much extra. I definitely like it more than the Psycho Gym. When, when did from we read this? Counterattack. <laughs> oh fuck! That's from the um. That's from the uh, Build Fighters movie. Yeah, I I think I agree with him. I honestly don't remember it enough, but I'd already be outvoted anyway. So I like it more than the Bifron, which it destroys this episode. I think I prefer the Bifron. Honestly, the Bifron has a little bit more in the way of actual design. Instead of taking one of the most ancient fucking methods of stacking rocks humanity has ever figured out. I'm torn on this. They're about the same for me. I think I agree with Zach, though. I think I prefer the Pifferon. I definitely like it more than the Exus, which is what if the Mobius Zero is sleek and cool. <laughs> I think I prefer the Exus, actually. Um, I think I actually prefer the Yggdrasil just because its w- weapon is cooler. I like it more than the Sandrock because I am the Sandrock hater and I have longed it into the chat. <laughs> No, I definitely prefer the Sandrock. Sandrock. Uh, I like it more than the Shenlong as well. Hmm. I don't like the Shenlong very much. I think I prefer the Shenlong. Yeah, I think I, pre- I, think I prefer the It's a Gundam Yeah, I, It's that, a that, Pyramid. That's kind of where I came down to. Is like this, I, I don't care for the Shenlong, but it's a Gundam. It's a mobile suit, not a pyramid. <laughs> I am not Zack, but I do prefer it to the Blast Impulse. <laughs> do you like the impulse with big laser, Zach, or a pyramid with big tree laser? <laughs> <laughs> no! The Yggdrasil has a kaleidoscope shield. I think because of basically the same thing I said before. The the blast impulse has an absolutely fucking terrible design. Like, that hurts my soul. But, like, from a mobile suit look, the blast impulse does look a lot better than the Yggdrasil does. So I think I had to give it to the blast impulse. Uh, so anyway, I started blast impulsing. Um, I, I agree. Final question, better or worse than the Forbidden Gundam? Wow, we're in the really shit areas, aren't we? <laughs> but I think I prefer the Forbidden Gundam, again, because it's a Gundam. Like, it's a mobile suit, not a pyramid. From a design standpoint, I think I agree, but um, I think I'm just, just to be contrary, I think I'm going to vote for the Yggdrasil and its sweet tender beam. I also definitely like the Yggdrasil better than what if the Death Scythe was worse? Like, a lot worse. So, <laughs> the Yggdrasil goes in number 125. Above the Forbidden Gundam and below the Blast Impulse. Uh, R.I.P. and peace, Barara. Mourn you till we join you. Uh, that will do it for episode 24. Is there anything else you want to guys? You anything else you want to guys say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is kind of interesting. I mean, we're on the final stretch, right? Like, there's two episodes left. It's interesting to me. This has been a very interesting road. Like, the way they decide to tell this story, weird. I don't think it worked, but. Honestly, it's been a hell of a lot more fun talking about it than watching it. Yeah. Um, no, it's a super interesting show. Not necessarily a good show, but a super interesting show. I am really interested to see how this series resolves, because it doesn't seem like there is a Gundam series worth of ending to happen here. It kind of seems like Ida's just going to go, please do not fight in space, and then everyone just stops. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a Gundam ending. I I don't know. It doesn't seem very dramatic. Like, what are the stakes? I don't know. The Fulbo ship might blow up. Everybody's going to settle on Earth. The, the stakes are everyone was promised the capital territory. And Barrow's like, that's where my house is. <laughs> um, I will say the last couple episodes have really been branching out with the weapons. 
<laughs> you and <laughs> God damn it. All right, we will be back next week with episode 25, Crossing the Line of Death. If you can stop listening, please don't. We need the metrics.